Uh, thank you very much for joining me here on TRK Premium. Uh, I hope you're having a good week and I hope you're feeling a little bit of excitement for this upcoming uh, Champions Cup round of 16 game in Durban, the Sharks versus Munster. Um, it is set up to be the game of the season. It is the biggest game of Munster season so far. Uh, but look, before I get into that, I want to talk to you about NTES. NTES provide extensive IT solutions in response to the complex myriad of rapidly changing demands and requirements of small to medium enterprises, hotels, schools and large corporations. Offering first class technical support from highly skilled network engineers, they are a cost effective and a flexible alternative to the traditional IT department. Check them out at NTES.com. Thank you very much to them for supporting me for the next year. I really do appreciate it. And thanks to you for supporting me too during the month of March and hopefully during the month of April where the very first day of the month will be this massive European Cup game which will, I suppose, decide the tenor of the rest of the season from Munster's perspective. You look at where we've been in Europe uh, in the build-up to this. We've played, for me, the best team in Europe um, in uh, Toulouse twice. We've lost both times. Um, you would look at the sharks, and physically, they share they share a lot of um, of uh, qualities, and they share a lot of physical profile with Toulouse, with one or two key differences. Um, but looking at the challenge that faces Monster here, physically, um, logistically, um, it's a massive ask. And as I wrote in the red eye uh, in the build up uh, to this. This reminds me so much of Munster versus Harlequins in the Stoop in 2013, where Munster in the build-up to this game were embarrassed and humiliated uh, by Glasgow. It was in Glasgow, different from this time, um, in the first year of Rob Penny's tenure. And there were real questions um, were rising up about his coaching, about his methods. Um, there was, again, at the time, there was uproar over Munster beginning to use a, a 242 pod framework. These sort of pod shapes were incredibly new at the time um, and they would become commonplace a couple of years later. Uh, the 242 was kind of very much the uh, Canterbury uh, or a Christchurch rugby style thing. And the Rob Penny, as the former coach of uh, Canterbury, and uh, he was an, I think he was an assistant at the Crusaders as well, um, was looking to try and bring that style to Munster. And it would end up with uh, Donico Callaghan or Paul O'Connell on the wings. And this was something that was completely alien to Munster supporters and to Munster players. They freely admitted this in a number of autobiographies afterwards. And um, results were up and down in the league. Munster finished sixth, I think, in the, the Magners League or the Rabo, Rabo Pro 12 or whatever it was at the time. I think it was the Magners League at that stage still. Um, finished sixth, did not have a great league uh, campaign at all. But the European campaign hinged on this game, the quarterfinal against Harlequins. You might remember this as being the, the Mike Brown, you know, 22nd brick wall that he built uh, for Mike Brown and really was a just a fantastic performance from Munster kind of you know you had Paul O'Connell rolling back the years Ronan O'Gara rolling back the years he would retire uh, the season afterwards I think um, but that run from Munster that season was just incredibly um, 
I suppose cathartic um, Paul O'Connell in the aftermath of that game made a really impassioned speech where you could really hear the emotion in his voice about the young players that Munster were bringing through at that time and we're talking about guys like Peter O'Mahony we're talking about guys like Simon Zebo. we're talking about guys like um, Connor Murray Dave Kilcoyne who were all a part of that team and were receiving a lot of criticism this was the direct aftermath of the golden era of Munster rugby um, and you know they weren't living up to that um, at least in the league and there was a really up and down performances all the way through so that game um, against Harlequins was a really cathartic moment for that group and just when I looked at it I saw it was nearly 10 years to the day since and we've got a tough away knockout game in Europe um, we are just after being beaten really badly by Glasgow um, at home this time but a really lopsided, humiliating result, you could say. And we have a bunch of young players who've just been given a start in the biggest game of some of these players' careers to this to this point. And, you know, you look at the up and down season that we've had, the parallels are there, you know. And I think that it's, I think seeing that kind of stuff, if you've been around and, you know, looking at this stuff for as long as I have. Now, I know I started Three Air Kings a couple of seasons after this, but obviously I was I was watching this game as a fan. And, you know, I still watch every game as a fan. Who am I kidding? But you look at the, the I suppose, the, the little rhyme that's there in history with this week. Um, I just thought it was interesting given, you know, what we're faced with here, which is a very, very formidable and intimidating Sharks team full of, of Springboks, like literally, like chock full. Um, I'm just going to go through their team right now in a few minutes, but right now in a few minutes, because <laughs> I just remembered, like, the context of this game for Munster is, you know, a disappointing loss at home, where I think it's fair to say that a number of key players bottled this game uh, against Glasgow last weekend. Um, I, like I said, I choose to to use the word bottled here because you can fix that you can you can you know psych yourself out for a game or you know mentally get your prep wrong and end up playing like shit that happens okay it's like that's when people talk about oh it's one of those days i can get behind that very very easily what i can't get behind is the idea that oh monster should be losing 28 nil at halftime against Glasgow Warriors, a rotated Glasgow Warriors side, as good as they've been, that first half performance was not Munster. That was not the team that I've been watching all season long, improving from the start of the year, where you could see, look, there were Munster were trying different things, they were getting different looks, and that in itself was was, you know, creating a difficult environment to play in. They worked their way through that, and I think the turnaround started at the Bulls game at home against the Vodacom Bulls where that was a really good performance you know there were some results fluctuated up and down after that we lost to Ulster after that I believe I'm trying to think back now then there was that big game against South Africa A in Porky Cueve where there would be elements of the same challenges here I feel but that is the sort of, of of build we've seen from this team and we've seen them take on Toulouse we've seen them push Toulouse really really closely um, that team I did not recognise in the first half against Glasgow. Yes, there was a few guys missing, but I did not recognise that team. And that's kind of what I want to take from that game against Glasgow in that that first half wasn't us. 
and I think Graham Rowntree said more or less the same thing in the presser this week. It wasn't. That that just did not look like the monster I've seen this season, even when they were poor. Like, and like they were they were as poor as what they were at the start of the season here and at time, you know, the second half against Scarlets. But that isn't the team that I think will show up in this game and that I hope won't show up. Those guys can stay home. The version of Munster that I want is that one that pushed to lose really closely in the Stad Ernst were uh, well on a couple of months ago. I know there's injuries. I know we're missing Tyg Byrne, but we've got RG Stamen back. And look, I think this is another turning point for this group. And I think that the selection that Munster have gone with reflects that. And I think it's one of the best selections of the season, regardless of what happens on the field, which I think, again, is one of those things where it's a, you know... A weird thing to say to a certain extent because your selection is always, you know, you look at your, did you win or did you lose? I think I really like the thought process that I feel went into this selection. Um, so looking at the cell C Sharks, um, as, look, there's a lot of guys who, who you'll recognize here in the back three, uh, uh, Bota Chamberlain, uh, Werner Koch and uh, Macazoli Mapimpi. Outstanding quality in Mapimpi. Uh, Bota Ch- uh, Chamberlain is a, a really good player as well. Good long booting him, a good counter attacker. Uh, Werner Koch is like a bit of a power winger. You look at his, his stature, his work rate, his aggression. Um, he will hit you and flatten you and uh, they like to use him as a crash ball option on the inside um but he's a really dangerous tackler um he impacts you he forces turnovers and uh, he's very very aggressive i think monster will try to exploit that but um yeah, that, as a back three goes, it looks really well balanced on paper. Macazoli Mapimpi is a really good chaser of the ball, a really good high fielder, good kicker of the ball as well. The Sharks do use kick pressure to a certain extent. Um, you know, they, they look to try and reset through uh, Hendrixa and, um, and uh, oh, what's his name? Kerwin Bosch. I, I knew I had it in my head somewhere. And... Um, Macazoli Mapimpi is a key part of that. Defensively, he's very uh, uh, intelligent makes a ton of good reads and again a lot of what the Sharks do defensively looks quite like what the Springboks do uh, midfield Locanio M and Rohan Jans van Rensburg uh, van Rensburg is a very very strong physically dominant tackler um, a, a lot of what the Sharks do are reflected in Van Rensburg in that he is not a guy who you want to try and run over directly. You're going to have to do that at least once to try and commit the guy and, and set a pattern that we are going to do that. Um, but he's a very, very direct um, ball carrier as well. He will be looking to line up on Crowley. He'll be looking to try and line up on Feketoa. There's going to be some very, very big collisions there uh, with Van Rensburg because the Sharks, they do play direct. They look to try and roll off their forwards. They look to try and roll off the platform they get from the likes of Van Rensburg when they reset off Hendrixa. Um, and outside him, you've got Locanio M, uh, one of the most intelligent, one of the most um, quick-witted, one of the most uh, like physically gifted outside centres, I think, in the world, defensively and offensively. A lot of the pass action you'll see from the Sharks will end up either going through Kerwin Bosch or Locanio M. His passing off both sides is really, really good. When the Sharks do go wide, Locanio Am is the guy they like receiving the second pass. Uh, his ability to kick, his ability to uh, make wide sling passes is really, really good, as well as his own ability to beat players physically, as in man on man, but also evade them, get a little short offload away. 
very very dangerous player and a guy I think that you know you look at his name on, 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 a, on, a, on, a, on a team sheet here and straight away you're thinking we're in the big time here with uh, Lacanio M uh, he is a guy who I think is a game winner for the Sharks he's a game winner for the Springboks also I'm not sure the balance between Van Rensburg and Locanio Am is as good as what it would be between uh, Damien Delende and Locanio Am, but there are similarities in role build with Van Rensburg and Locanio Am that make it quite similar, a similar picture for the Sharks to play with, as you might expect from the Springboks. Um, at halfback, they've got uh, Kerwin Bosch and Jaden Hendrickse. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that this is a weakness for the Sharks because um, both of these players are really good like Hendrickse a really good breaker of the ball good offloader really really quick as well his support running and he's just a very very dangerous player once the ball is in behind and he's creative as well he will he will kick he will chip he will beat guys one on one he's a really and he's aggressive also sometimes a little bit too aggressive we saw him getting a red card on a Lions tour there uh, two seasons ago now three seasons ago now and um, yeah, that's something to watch for. But he's a, he's a good player. Kerwin Bosch is also a good player. He's elusive. He's got a big boot in him. He's a decent goal kicker. Um, but together, these guys have shown just in the, in the games that I've been watching um, that their own pass quality and consistency, it's passed on to the other. Uh, Hendricks uh, has a lot of qualities, but he's a bit like a winger nine, a lot of winger nines in that his, his passing is erratic it's he can hit some really nice tight spirals and hit his man dead on the next phase he could be throwing sky balls he could be throwing ankle cutters like that happens and Kerwin Bosch is not a guy some some tens are like they're like catalytic converters they take rubbish from their scrum half and they turn it into something passable Kerwin Bosch is not that guy um, he is prone to making errors under pressure and sometimes the passes that he gets from um, Hendrickse are low quality that puts him under pressure and in those moments he's like he's he's likely to juggle he's likely to knock on he's likely to make uh, panicked kicks that's something for Munster when it comes to our, our line speed we're going to have to be very aggressive with the Sharks in defence anyway because um, again there's a very simple equation here which is simple in theory but in execution, it's incredibly difficult. Can you stop these guys in the carry? <laughs> these are huge men, both starting and off the bench. I'm just going to go through their pack here. You know all of these guys. Oxen Che, Bongi and Bonambi, and Thomas Tatoy in their front row. Huge men. Uh, Inche and uh, Mbonambi are a really good scrummaging unit they're too short nuggety loose head prop and, and hooker they're very very dangerous there especially on the on the, on the counter shove when they're, when they're looking to try and take you against the head that's a really dangerous area for Munster for Roman Salanoa and Niall Scannell I'm delighted to see Niall Scannell coming back in for this because we'll need his scrummaging here because our scrum is going to be hugely important as I was talking about in the red eye and as I'll go uh, into it a little bit here um, Thomas Detoy is a destructive tight head scrummager there's no other word for it when we played South Africa A and Porky Cueve he was the tight head for uh, the South Africa Select 15 whatever they were called on the, on the night and uh, he gave Josh Richerly a torrid time and the weather was bad that night uh, it's not going to be like that here but he will get purchased on the ground here and he is a dominant tight head. He is big. He is like, he is very, very heavy. He's powerful. And you look at the, the guys they've got behind there, Eben Etzdebeth and Herbrandt Hrobler. These guys are 
colossal. We know about uh, Herbrandt. He was at Munster for a season. Really good athlete. He's long. He's great in the lineout. He will be their primary guy there. They'll have Vincent uh, Shitsuka as well. Even Etzebet will be their front ball guy. Um, but uh, Krobler will be the guy they'll go to for their middle ball and setups that way. Um, we'll have to be very, very mindful of that Sharks lineout where we give them the ball. Uh, Mbonambi is a good lineout thrower for the most part. Uh, over the last couple of weeks when I've seen him, and like the, he was off on a break with the other Springboks for a while. Last week, his lineup wasn't that great. During the year, it's been a bit erratic as well, but I would expect that to be tightened up and to be very, very sharp here. Um, but for Munster, again, the likes of Peter O'Mahony, the likes of um, Klain and Snayman are going to be very, very important in making it difficult for the Sharks to get a platform. What we don't want is them getting close range line-out platform uh, against us in R22 they will score directly from that mall there's you know we would have to go to massive stops to try and keep them out in that in that instance um but like that front five is colossal in the scrum like they're on their own ball like we are going to see concede penalties there like 100% like one two if we get away with conceding two or three I think we'll be doing very very well they're very very powerful our handling is going to have to be very very good um, because look you've got your tight head prop there massive man Thomas Detoy you've got Carlo Sadie to come off the bench another massive man a massive scrummager as well that's going to create problems and that's going to create an issue for Munster in this game one way or the other we're going to have to deal with that head on on our own put in and on theirs on theirs is going to be very very challenging um, but you look at their back row as well intimidating uh, you've got Sia Khaleesi for me the, the greatest springbok captain that there's ever been uh, Vincent Shitsuka an outstanding athlete uh, line out forward on both sides of the ball destructive ball carrier um, good defender impactful and uh, you've got uh, Sikumbozo Noche um, who is a very athletic he's not necessarily what you would imagine when you think of a, of a, of a typical like South African number 8 in that he's he's not Dwayne Vermeulen okay he's a little bit smaller he's a bit more more like a kind of a, a small forward in that position he's lighter he covers more but the Sharks need that in this build like they have a massive pack build and they've essentially gone with a heavy combo flanker in Sia Khaleesi they've gone with a half lock in Vincent uh, Shitsuka and in uh, Sikumbozo Noche they've got a small forward at number eight who's going to cover an awful lot of ground defensively they'll need that ground covered because the, one of the big glaring weaknesses that they have in this team is their ability to cover off the set piece when the other team go wide Munster will 100% do that and uh, Notche is a guy that they're going to try and use to cover that space uh, they did not do that very well against um, against the Scarlets last week they used Pepsi Butelezi in a, in a, in a similar role I think Notche is a better defender, um, but he will be called on here. And that guy who's going to cover the middle space in the aftermath of a set piece is hugely important for the Sharks because their defensive system is see a Khaleesi. If it's a if the scrum is on one side, see a Khaleesi will guard the open side as the flanker. Uh, Vincent Vincent uh, Shitsuka will guard the blind side. He will stay on that side. Uh, in the aftermath of, the, of that first or second phase of the set piece he will stay on the side he was scrummaging see a Khaleesi will follow the ball um, and you've got Noche will cover the middle space and uh, if you look at the way that the 
uh, sharks outside backs defend you will see Lucanio Am you will see uh, Van Rensburg they will cover and chase as well Munster are going to bring them on that chase that next phase is very important but that's what the sharks will do and you will see massive gaps in the middle of the field as their front five come in and try to cover if they get set that's going to be an incredibly intimidating wall of players to be carrying into. Um, but the key for Munster is to not let them set. There will be space on that on that transit and guys like Noche will be trying to cover it. That's going to be the, the big breakdown of this game. Uh, is that first rock on the, on the scrum or that first rock on transition D? It's going to be hugely important. Can we win that rock? Mike Haley is going to be hugely important in that regard, as is Shane Daly. Uh, on the bench, they have Karen Van Vuren. They've got Nothuko Machuno, uh, they've got Carlo Sadie, Emil Van Heerden, six foot eight, another massive uh, second row, uh, Pepsi Butelezi, Grant Williams, Ben Tapoy, and Thakir Abrahams, who is an incredibly quick um, outside back winger. He's joining Leon next year. Um, as an outside winger, there are very few players as diminutive, I would say, but as unstoppable when he gets any bit of space at all I think the reason why they didn't start this guy uh, is because well look he's leaving for Leon anyway they may be looking to try and build around the guys that they have but I think they feel that Munster are going to be playing a fairly kick heavy um, game against um, in in the initial stages of this game and they don't necessarily want to expose Abrahams to um, his kicking game for example which I would say is a weakness in Werner Koch Um, but that's something I think that they look to try and move to in the second half I feel that they will like to try and build a little bit more in their own transition game and the likes of Thakir Abrahams is going to be hugely important for them in that regard Munster uh, have selected um, an incredibly exciting team no other word for it back three Mike Haley Calvin Nash Shane Daly um, these three guys have been playing incredibly well all season long and like you look at Calvin Nash last week against Glasgow I gave him a five star performance um, I think I did I should have he was very very good like his breakdown work was aggressive but his ability to beat guys that will be hugely important in this game if we can get him a matchup with Vincent Shitsuka or um, Bongi and Bonambi in that edge space he will hurt them and he will score tries we've got to get that guy into space um, there are opportunities for an inside for a guy to run an inside line here um, off a rook to make a line break clean up the middle uh, Calvin Nash is a guy who can do that we know he can um, Shane Daly has been really consistent this year um, I still think there are some areas of his game where he needs to bring them up a level um, his passing I think is an area that needs a bit of work. His stepping, his carrying, his his pace, his loop running this year has been really, really good. His kicking has been really good. It's a strong area of his game too, which will be needed here. Um, but I, I think sometimes his pass action, I know that's directly referencing a moment last week, but that's been consistent throughout the season where his passing just needs to be that little bit sharper. Um, he has really improved this year. And I think the, I suppose the new scheme we're running uh, for our wingers, perfectly suits what he's good at and Mike Haley really consistent um last week didn't really kind of didn't really get into the game he got a few knocks um but like he'll be vitally important here in mopping up the Sharks typical reset which is that high contestable if Mike Haley is on there the Sharks will find themselves defending a lot here and I don't think they want that um they're not necessarily built to kick pressure in the same way that the Springboks are they don't have the same uh, outside coverage 
they're not able to hem in teams as well as the Springboks were able to um, so that's going to be a key part of the game Wayne Barnes is refereeing this also which means that um, there will be a flow to the game that's something that we have to look at as well um, we do not want to be playing a whole ton of off-ball rugby with, with uh, Wayne Barnes refereeing neither do the Sharks but we have a game that we know can go through multi-phase of possession and that I think will help us here as well as our improved work on transition defense or transition attack for the most part um, in midfield Antoine Frisch Malachi Fekatoa Fekatoa didn't have a great game last week at all for me his breakdown work was actually pretty good but his work around the field was just not where it needed to be uh, passing wasn't great you know he's getting not run over in defence that'll happen here too if he's not on but I think 12 suits him much better than outside centre in this system the way we use and I suppose that, that like, it, it mainly just depends on how we use Antoine Frisch uh, he is vital to this team like uh, the first half against the Scarlets a couple of weeks ago it was Antoine Frisch the guy who was making things happen there his passing his pace his ability to uh, compress defenders and then pass outside that compression is outstanding and his ability to throw offloads and find the right guy um, and his link with Malachi Fekitoa is very very good as well that'll be very important here as well the Sharks love a big dominant hit if Malachi Fekitoa and Antoine Frisch can get that offloading game, that to be fair, they've shown that they've had since the very first preseason game of the season. There were opportunities against the Sharks team in settled phase play as well. Um, but like Antoine Frisch is beyond vital to this team. There's no other word for it. The big decisions for me came at halfback here. Craig Casey at nine, Jack Crowley at 10. I hope it's a changing of the guard moment, to be honest. Conor Murray is a legend of this club absolute legend the best scrum half I think Ireland have ever produced he's not finished either as a player I think him coming on as a closer you know injury allowing is the perfect role for him in this game um what Craig Casey brings is what we saw last week against Glasgow where when Craig Casey came onto the field performance levels went up urgency went up he played like a leader he is a leader in this group I think he is actually in the leadership group this year um, he played like it too many guys last week did not play like it and they're in the leadership group too and I, I, I look at Joey Carberry for example last week didn't have a great game he had a few good moments in the game like he, he tends to have a few good moments in the game his goal kicking has turned around for example he had a bad couple of weeks there but his goal kicking was pretty good here I just felt that at times he looked a little bit panicked. He looked a little bit flustered. Um, when he went off the pitch, I felt our attack looked much better. I think our attack flowed much better. And to, to see Jack Crowley being backed with the start here, a massive start for him away in South Africa. The last time he played in South Africa, he did not have a great game on the tour last year and he didn't play any more games of consequence there afterwards. To see him backed here after playing well last week, I've said it a lot. It's true in this instance, I think. There is not a chance that he starts this game at 10 last season or if Van Horn was still the coach. I know Van Horn is not the coach anymore, but we have been in a situation that when big European Cup games come around, there is a rigid pecking order that didn't really reflect what happened in the previous games unless somebody was injured. They have made a distinct decision here. We liked what we saw from Jack Crowley off the bench or uh, at 12 and then at 10 last week. We like what we saw from Craig Casey coming off the bench. We're starting those guys in this game. That's what I like to see. It's a brave decision. It shows that 
they're looking to try and build now to build moments into these guys it's a huge occasion for Jack Crowley it's a huge occasion for Craig Casey but these are the moments that these guys want these are not fellas who are shying away from the big moments they're not shying away from these opportunities they want these opportunities they wanted these opportunities last season they're getting them now and I think that these are two guys who are going to go out there and snatch it the opportunities that are there against this Sharks team they are right there for guys like Crowley and for guys like Casey when if they can mix and gel as a halfback partnership they complement each other perfectly Craig Casey's building his breaking game this is one of the rubbish things you hear about Craig Casey as well oh his decision making rubbish rubbish all scrum halves will make a break and get turned over at some point might even happen once every game you look at Antoine Dupont it happens to him fairly regularly he makes a bad pass he turns it over he makes a break he gets turned over but he keeps playing and then he comes up with a big moment Craig Casey is still building his game as a top level professional and whenever I see guys who don't seem to rate Craig Casey immediately to me that guy I know to ignore everything that they say about rugby they know nothing about it they know they know nothing about scrum half play Craig Casey is an outstanding talent and when I see his performance last week against Glasgow where he was upping the urgency like he got turned over on one tap and go that he went and he took quickly he was trying to inject a bit of pace into the game and a bit of urgency the next time around he's making the break he's setting up the platform and like it's all there for him to do he is a guy who I think is going to be a future captain of Munster I look at Jack Crowley he's got those leadership vibes about him as well those two together I think can be an outstanding halfback partnership for the next 10 years maybe more and I think that this game is important like I'm not talking about these guys oh well look I hope to do well I'm backing these guys to do well here this is a big moment for them they know it the opportunities are there for them to execute and I think they're prepped and ready to fucking roll and I'm looking forward to seeing how they do uh, the pack here is going to be hugely important massively important um, last week against Glasgow we were beaten up in the first half our breakdown work was so poor really poor dreadful um, falling off cleans guys coming in late guys kind of showing up kind of lackadaisical like I said in, in the Wally ratings there was a few fellas blackguarded their coaches last week that's not how they train that's not how they're prepped to go out there and when I look this week I need to see a massive performance from Dave Kilcoyne aggression not necessarily his carrying game he, he's a good carrier I need to see aggression and impact from him at the breakdown Niall Scannell is a guy that we know will bring breakdown accuracy when he's on I hope his shoulder isn't uh, too patched up I hope he's ready to roll it'll be needed here uh, when he's on at the breakdown he is an outstanding player and is a guy who looks like the fella who should be involved at Ireland level. Um, hopefully, that's what we see in this game. Roman Salanoa didn't have a great game for me um, last week on first watch, but his breakdown work was so powerful. He was so impactful. He was dragging guys out of the way. He was you know, winning collisions over the ball. That'll be needed here too. This is a big Sharks team and they'll be looking to slow down our ball. They'll not necessarily be overly poaching. They're just going to look to try and slow us, choke us up in the tackle because they would have seen that working last week against Glasgow and they'll be thinking, well, fuck it, if Glasgow can do it, we can do it. And they're right. But our aggression levels will need to be off the charts here when it comes to generating quick ball, winning those secondary impacts. And if we can do that, we can score tries against this team. Um, the back five, hugely important. Jean Klein. R.G. Snayman, Peter Romani, John Hodnick, Gavin Coombs. 
that second row is vitally important. These guys have never played together for Munster. They've never started in the same team. Um, this is a huge game for RG Snaman, both for Munster and both for his, his Springbok World Cup amb- ambitions. He has to make an impact here. And alongside John Klain, we have a massive scrummaging unit in behind our own front row, which will be vital here. But with RG, we need to see this guy winning collisions. We need to see him bringing his passing game in, his offloading game. Because if he if that works, we can tear these guys up on transition. We can tear these guys up on the second or third phase of, 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 of a set piece play. Um, he's vital. He's, he's that like very, very rare build of a tight, tight head lock power forward. Very, very rare. That's what he is. Um, his power can be a difference maker. And alongside John Klain, we have a supersized second row for the first time this season. And those guys can help us win this game. Back row, Peter Romani, John Hodnick, Gavin Coombs. Perfectly balanced, I feel. Peter Romani will be a dominant line guy for us on both sides of the ball. Um, if he can give us a good 60 minutes, that'll be perfect here. He's going to be able to, to do what he's done for Ireland with regards to edge defence, edge attack and breakdown work. His breakdown work offensively is going to be hugely important. He's look, likely going to come up with a few big steals as well at the breakdown, hopefully. Um, but I would not see that as being a massive factor in this game for both teams. Um, unless Wayne Barnes takes a flight of fancy, which is always possible. His breakdown offensively is going to be hugely important if he can put produce a 50 point uh, offensive ruck work game uh, for me he'll be doing exactly what he was selected to do and Munster will be a long way to winning this game uh, with that level of accuracy um, that's kind of what we're looking for from Peter Romani on the bench um, we've got again look guys who didn't play well over the last couple of games um, guys who I think need a big performance should they come off the bench here uh, Dermot Barron played well like what I've seen from him. I like him off the bench a little bit more than starting at the moment, especially with Niall Scannell there. Uh, Josh Witcherly, need to see more aggressive kind of an, uh, and physicality from him, especially over the breakdown. Uh, Stephen Archer had a bloody great game last week. Not, so, not at all surprised to see him playing here. Really aggressive, um, really like just kind of every shortcut in the book he was running. Um, we'll need that against this team uh, Finian Witcherly needs a big one Jack O'Donoghue needs a big one physically wise aggression wise accuracy wise we need these guys at the top of their game when they come on and looking to try and go out there and burst lads that's going to be the only way it's going to work for them uh, Conor Murray uh, again look perfect closer for this game who, who better like who else could you want coming in to close out a game except the guy Conor Murray's calibre Joey Carberry needs a big one um, did not have a great game for me. Look, I think his pass to Gavin Coombs that was forward coming out of his hands, like it was always a knock-on or a forward pass. It was always a scrum or a turnover to um, to Glasgow. That cost the game. It, it took the air right out of the comeback and the Munster in the middle of doing. He was taken off after that set was defended. Um, needs something in this game for me. I think that's fair enough to say of a guy who, you know, has been the, like, the, the nominal starting 10 for Munster for the majority of the big games of this season. Um, I think it's right that Jack Crowley starts ahead of him. Look, Jack Crowley could play whatever way tomorrow. Um, but I think that after the last game, I think there's no way for me you could start Joey Carberry for this one based on the last game. You, you couldn't. Like, that's why this guy needs a big performance. Again, look, he was dropped out of the Ireland squad. The performances haven't been of a guy who's raring to go out there and prove a point. I want him coming off the bench here, trying to prove a point. Prove a point that you're this fucking guy, that the fellow who was injured in 2019, that you can be that guy again. This is the platform to do it. And Alex Kendallin, 
Uh, it's a 6-2 split for Munster, which again comes with risk. You know, wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, Joey Carberry come on a fullback, for example depending on injuries or whatever. But I think Alex Kendallin, um brought real aggression, real spite, real venom into his carries um, last week and his breakdown work. That'll be needed here off the bench. I think we're going to see a massive shift from John Hodnett. I think the plan at the moment at the moment is that it'll be John Hodnett doing 55, 60 minutes, Kendallin doing the last 20. And that's going to be what's going to have to work for Munster. I think that Kendallin is a quality player. Hodnett is as well. Those go, like they, they'll get through a mountain of work here. They're different types of players. But I think what Kendallin brings is real confrontation in that middle of the field. That's going to be where Munster are going to try and see out this game. I think it's going to be very, very tight. But like I think, like I'm looking at last week and I'm thinking this Munster team, they can win this. Like the Sharks have been, haven't been on a great run. A lot of these guys are coming in cold. They're going to be at home. They're going to be very physical. If we allow the Sharks to play us in a very direct game, they will win. We need to hold on to the ball. We need to kick really smartly. We need to attack that area of their game. Our scrum needs to hold on our own put in. Our line out needs to be sharp. If we can do that, we can build into this game and we can win it. 10, 15 points. I truly believe that. But we've got to be accurate. And if we're not accurate... We're going to be having a long trip home with nothing in our pockets. And that's what we got to go for here. Um, so look, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for being a TRK subscriber. Enjoy the game. I'll talk to you for TRK Radio afterwards. Talk to you soon.